You're listening to Dig Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so looking at all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. As always, you can call 069 or you can text or WhatsApp 087-166-9800 or you can email me patrick102fm at gmail.com. And any questions you might have, I will answer on the next show. Uh, starting off today, we have a question from John. He says that he saw that there is a new PlayStation 5 Slim out, and he says he has an Xbox Series X, and he was thinking of getting another console for his bedroom, and he was thinking, is it worth buying over a cheaper secondhand standard PlayStation 5? Is it worth going for it? And I didn't look up too much details on it. I just heard it has a detachable um, drive, Uh, But I haven't heard too much more about it, so I have a bit of an article here about it to see what is the difference between the original PS5 and the slim one that's coming out now. Uh, Announced plans for PlayStation 5 uh, just in time for the holiday season. Sony has announced a new PS5 model. Like with past consoles, the PS5 is getting slimmed down uh, with the redesign. Uh, which becomes available next month, reduces the size of the system by about 30%. Uh, The PS5 Slim will become the new standard, as Sony says that once older 2020 models sell out, the new slimmer versions will be the only one available. That actually, that bit alone might um, might be an idea, actually. If you get an original model, they might be doing sales to maybe sell their stock off of their original model so they can get the new model in or, you know, get to get the old model off the shelves. Uh, there might be a bit of reductions here or there. Or Sony themselves might um, might be doing that, you know, giving it uh, a hundred euro discount or something on the older models. Although they, they don't want to, I suppose, undermine the new models either. But there might be some sales out there for the older model. Uh, plus, you they have a reason. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'll, I'll, we'll get to the price, but I think the price isn't too bad. I think it's a little bit cheaper than the than the PlayStation Five was when it came out. But it might be an idea to keep an eye out for uh, some of the original consoles, maybe brand new but on sale. So the slimmer one will be the only one available for purchase. Uh, two new accessories will become available in tandem with the console, granting gamers a bit more room for customization. While Sony has yet to reveal the exact rollout date, uh, consumers in the US can expect to see the PS5 begin to se- at select retailers sometime next month. Uh, new Sony PlayStation 5 Slim specifications. I, I think there's more storage as well, so it might, you know, if you wanted the more, uh, because it's expensive. You can buy um, M.2 drives to add on, but they have to be Gen 4, uh, uh, so they'll work with it. They have to meet the specifications. Uh, and it has to have a, a low profile heat sink on it as well. Uh, so I actually did that upgrade to mine. I got a two terabyte, um, I forget what brand it was, uh, maybe a Samsung one or something like that. And um, I upgraded it by two terabytes. So it's very handy to have that extra storage, especially because I have the PlayStation Plus. Um, so you, I can download games and try them out and stuff because the, my internet is okay, but it's not fast enough for streaming. I don't have gigabit yet, so um, so it's handy to be able to store a couple of games and because I, I go back and forth between games and things like that as well. I downloaded actually one of the modern warfare games and it's like 214 gig one game. Absolutely crazy the size of it. It's massive. Um, so the bit of extra storage might be handy, all right. I suppose if you got the full storage, the, the the new the new slim one with the bigger storage, and then add on more storage, 
it might be even better, all right. You can never have enough storage, but they're not cheap either. It's probably um, to get a couple of terabytes. It was probably 150 euro or something like that. Um, anyway, according to Sony, the new PS5 has been reduced in volume by more than 30% and the weight by 18% and 24% compared to the previous models. Uh, between uh, the 18 and 24 is the disc and non-disc version. But uh, yeah, let's see what it says about the disc being um, removable. Or The PS5 Slim comes in two iterations, one with uh, an Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive and a digital version without one. Uh, both include uh, one terabyte of storage on a removable solid state drive instead of 825 gig of internal storage. Uh, so they've upped it from 825 to one terabyte, uh, constituting uh, the most significant adjustment. The disc version stands out about 14 inches at about 14 inches tall by four inches wide and eight and a half inches deep, while the digital version is about 14 inches by three by eight and a half. Uh, so, yeah, these compare to the original PS5 with a Blu-ray drive measuring about 15.4 tall, 3.5 wide and 10.2 deep. Uh, so it's shorter, narrower and yeah, so it's, it's shorter in, in every in every angle pretty much uh, there are a few aesthetic updates most uh, pertaining to the front and back covers which have been broken into four pieces yeah so there was one there's two say one on each side there's one big sheet on the, the the standard one the original one and now it's broken into two there's a line going across the middle of the outside of the the, the two wings we'll say on the the white parts on the outside of the of the console is in four pieces now instead of two big pieces one on each side uh, there are a few, yeah, uh, with the top portion in a glossy look, while the bottom remains matte. Okay, so the top part is shiny and the, okay. Uh, PlayStation 5 Digital Edition, yeah. Oh, yeah, same, they come with a controller. Yeah, that's just a picture. I thought there was some change in controller, but there isn't. Um, what are these accessories as well? They didn't say. The new slimmed-down uh, PlayStation is set to hit shelves on November. It will begin rolling out in select locations. It didn't say, it didn't mention the removable hard drive as well or a disk drive or maybe you can just buy a disk drive later and add it on to the other one um one inventory lego x animal cross how much will the ps5 slim cost unfortunately for bargain shoppers the sleeker design does come with a higher price tag oh it's a higher price tag uh the cost of the blu-ray disc edition remains 4.99 the dig also oh, the digital edition price is going up uh, will go up by 50 quid from 399 to 449 so it's 449 or 499 uh, dollars in the US. So I presume it'll be similar thing here. I don't know how much they are here. Maybe if say if they're 500 euro here and 400 euro, it'll be 450 and 500 now. Uh, those who like the option of a disk drive but are looking to stick to a tighter budget, however, could opt for the digital version and simply purchase the Ultra HD Blu-ray disk drive attachment. Yeah, so that's going to be the accessory. One of the accessories that's going to be available now is if you have the digital edition, you can add on the Blu-ray drive. I wonder will the Blu-ray drive uh, work on the original blue, uh, disc only or no disc edition I wonder that'd be interesting uh, the ultra HD blu-ray disc drive attachment is $79.99 uh, it'll be released at a later time but that's what I'm oh does it attach on oh no it won't because uh, it comes with, I thought it was just like uh, it'll clip onto the outside of no. so the bottom I see it being fitted there or how it will fit 
is um, because the plates on the outside now are in two halves on e either side, the bottom half comes off and then the disk drive clips in and then uh, the cover goes on over it to make it look like uh, a standard one then. It looks like the disk drive then. So I wonder, could you, if you had a disk drive uh, PS5 Slim, could you remove the disk drive and turn it into, just get the plate and turn it into the non-disc version if you wanted, <laughs> if you wanted to do that? I don't know, but um, yeah, but it's it's it seems like it won't, or say if you had the uh, the non-disc version at home and you wish you had the disc because you got, somebody gave you a load of PS5 discs or something, um, it won't, it doesn't look like it will be compatible at all with the, with the original PS5 uh, digital edition. So that's interesting. Uh, consumers can also opt to purchase a vertical stand compatible with all PS5 models for twenty nine ninety nine. Does it not come with the stand? My one came with a stand. Maybe this is like a fancier version or something. It has like a metal ring on it. So maybe that's it. But um, the, the the original PS5 came with the, that cool stand with the had some cool kind of engineering uh, aspects to it that I, I was admiring when I when I got it. So, oh, that's a that's very good. You you turn it around and the the screw is like inside in it, and then you take out the screw and screw it onto the onto the PlayStation. It's been a few years now, so twenty twenty or something, isn't it? They came out. So um, that's the PlayStation Five Slim. So what would I recommend? Um, if you're not bothered about having a lot of storage, or you could upgrade, or you have some M.2 Gen 4s hanging around the place, see if you can get a bargain on the current model. Uh, otherwise, if you don't have one and you really want one, they're a great device. I've had no problem with mine. The, the, um, the controller is very good. With all the haptic feedback and all that kind of stuff, it's been brilliant. Um, yeah, why not? And it's a multimedia machine, so you can use it for your all your apps, your movie apps and things like that as well. You can play Blu-ray discs or Ultra H. Oh, I, I actually got, um, I just wanted to try it out. I said, I want to see what this Ultra H, you know, the 4K discs, to see what's the difference between that and, say, just watching 4K on TV or something. Uh, so I got um, Everest on Ultra HD Blu-ray. So it's the Blu-ray, but it has the gold uh, kind of line along the top instead of the normal blue. And uh, so I said, I'll try that on the PlayStation 5. And it does look, it's another level. You know, you, you have your streaming apps and you're watching 4K and it looks really, really nice. But then you play a disc on with, with 4K, a Blu-ray disc, and it's another level again. It's so sharp. It's so very, very crisp. and It looks like, you know, it, it, your TV suddenly looks like the ones in the showcases inside in the, the shops. <laughs> when, you, when you go into the electrical shops and you're like, oh, look at that lovely OLED TV or something like that. Suddenly it looks like one of those um, showcase TV. It's so crisp, so clear. Uh, I think it's another, definitely another level above the streaming services 4K, you know. Uh, there's there's 4K and there's 4K, but um, but there is there is massive improvements compared to years ago, uh, uh, especially. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, the games console now you you have all that stuff in your own except for the the controller. But you have all that stuff in your Xbox anyway. But if you were thinking about getting another console uh, up for upstairs, why not? Yeah, so that's very good. Thanks for the question. So we're going to have a look at some of the latest in tech. Uh, the sale of electric and hybrid vehicles in Ireland continues to surge, with sales up 22% compared to quarter three last year. 
according to the latest Dundeal Car Price Index, EVs and hybrids now account for just under half of all new cars registered here. That's compared to just 22% in 2020. Uh, the average price of a new EV has fallen below €50,000, uh, which is good. The prices are coming down. They need, they need it to come down, all right. All we need now is for the ranges to go up and the charge times to go down as well. Uh, environmental economist Dr. Tom Gillespie says an increase in supply has pushed prices down. So let's see what he had to say. So we're seeing this kind of boost in supply in, in used EVs uh, in, the, in the car market now in Ireland. So, and that's had a downward push on prices. So we, we actually saw that, um, that used EVs fell 2.6% in the last quarter and they're down 7.1% annually. So there's a lot. Yeah, of course, the more that's been bought, the more used ones that come onto the market and they're less of a rarity. And I suppose the prices will come down in because you have um, a Tesla Model X and you're selling it. And, you know, a couple of years ago and you're the only one for sale in Ireland and you, I'm going to get a good price for this. Everyone wants to try one of these and uh, you get a good price for it. But nowadays you put it up and there could be 20 or 30 other ones and one of them is a couple of grand cheaper than yours and there's low mileage on it and so you have to put your price down and to try to match them and you know they might see yours then and they might put their price down kind of thing and um, there's a more competitive market out there and they're not seen as the exotic uh, uh, items that they used to be they're, they're kind of standard items in the market now so the prices uh, are reflecting that uh, Screen Producers Ireland says investing in Ireland's movie production sector will help to bring all of the country to the big screen uh, we've welcomed measures in the budget that will increase funding for TG Cahar and Screen Ireland uh, the Irish language broadcaster received a boost of 4.8 million euro while the film development agency says funding has increased by 1.5 million on Tuesday Susan Kirby is the CEO of Screen Producers Ireland and says that money should be spread out to all counties uh, to ensure everyone gets a chance to tell their stories. Screen Ireland um, announced today that they would be creating creative clusters in the region. So we look forward to working with them on that. And, and that in, ter in turn will support increased studio infrastructure and essentially allowing for our industry and our crews in particular to have sustainable careers based all over Ireland. So that's very good news. You know, I was thinking a while ago about, um, you know, movie Irish movies that we had. No, we had the the, the Banshees of Inish Aaron there recently, and we've had a few others, but we were cranking them out there in the 90s. We had a lot of... Um, all the Roddy Doyle movies and things like that. There was there was a lot of very good films, very entertaining films uh, coming out. But now it's bits and pieces, and some of them aren't Irish made. Some of them are are Irish, you know, uh, about Ireland and everything, but are made by like British companies or American companies. But uh, it'd be good to make our own and. Um, start uh, bringing back our kind of movie industry again. So uh, that's good news. Um, Billy Ray Cyrus has tied the knot with fellow musician Fire Rose I haven't heard of her now uh, the 62 year old country singer got engaged to his third wife last year uh, the pair met on the set of Disney series Hannah Montana which starred Billy Ray's daughter Miley Cyrus oh, so he's, they met on the set of his daughter's TV show years ago uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has revealed she's been separated from husband Will Smith since 2016 uh, the 52-year-old actress told NBC News that the couple are figuring out their marriage and living separately. Uh, she also said she considered getting a divorce but didn't go through with it. 
Oh, so there's there's more news going out there. there, there that was of course the the famous incident where Will Smith went up and slapped uh, Chris Rock. He made some kind of mild joke about Jada and uh, Will Smith didn't like it and he went <laughs> onto the stage and and slapped him. So that was the the slap heard round the world or something they called it. But um, so they have been actually separated since 2016. So that's Hollywood. Um, the U.S. government says Microsoft owes $29 billion in back taxes. Uh, the company alleged to have mi- uh, minimized its tax bill by reporting lower profits in high-tax countries and higher ones in low-tax areas. And Microsoft says it will appeal its decision. So Microsoft uh, being uh, examined there by the U.S. government. The risk of getting dementia could depend on people's ethnicity. Researchers from University College London say conditions such as diabetes, obesity and high blood pressure, which are all factors of the disease, are more magnified among some ethnic groups. So that's interesting research. Uh, The famous Sycamore Gap from Hadrian's Wall has been removed today after it was felled by vandals last month. The much-loved tree in Northumberland features in paintings and photographs and is said to be one of the most famous in the world. A 16-year-old boy and a man in his 60s have been arrested and bailed. Shouldn't that say bailed out? Uh, Sam Pemberton from the British National Trust says they're protecting the area around it until a decision is made of what to do next. What we're hoping to do is to keep large bits of the trunk as intact as we possibly can so that we have um, some tree to work with in the future once we've decided what that um, what our options could look like there. Yeah, that's very sad. It was a very historically famous tree and cut down by vandals. Uh, Scientists say a study which has seen a monkey survive for more than two years with a pig's kidney is unprecedented. Researchers are hoping the findings offer hope for potentially doing uh, this for humans in the future. Ruth McKee explains. Experts from Harvard Medical School were involved in transplanting kidneys from genetically modified miniature pigs into 21 monkeys. They made 69 modifications, including adding human genes and taking away pig viruses to try to stop the organ from being rejected. One of the animals survived for 758 days in the study that scientists have described as a significant step forward in transplantation. It's crazy, isn't it, the the things they're able to do nowadays? I've seen something where they can, like, uh, strip down um, uh, an organ down to its bare kind of frame and then inject your DNA into it and it kind of grows itself uh, into an almost replacement of your own organ uh, with your own DNA and then they can re-put it back in again. That's the kind of things that they're working on uh, with stem cells and... Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's hopefully it can help save people's lives and 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 things like that. So that's that's what it's all about. Uh, a city in Japan is selling off man, manhole covers. Uh, city officials in Kyoto will be auctioning off three of the iron covers, which are sixty-six centimeters in diameter and ninety kg in weight, for thirty-five euro each. The covers, which have been in use since the 1970s, 80s and 90s, all have rust and scratches as they have been in use for more than 30 years. Kyoto is also known for its highly decorative manhole covers, featuring characters from Pokemon and other children's stories. So they're the kind of, they could be pieces of art themselves. So that's very interesting. 
Um, permanent TSB has introduced a new feature on its app to help prevent fraud scams. So PTSB Protect will alert customers if they get a text with a fraudulent link or block them from accessing suspicious websites on their phone. It'll scan users' text messages whether they are running in the app or not. Uh, but the bank itself has no access info on your phone. Uh, it's understood to be the first bank in the world to integrate this type of feature in a mobile in their mobile app. So that's very interesting. How, if it's not getting information on you, how is it able to tell if it's if it's a scam or not? It must be constantly scanning what you're doing to be able to know if it's bad or good. So where is that going to? say all the information you're constantly seeing how where is that going to where they can check it if you're if it's um if it's fraudulent or not say if you're just looking at facebook all day and all of a sudden you click on um something pops up on facebook someone puts up a link and you click on it and it's fraudulent and suddenly the app know it warns you are you sure you want to do this this could be a fraudulent website or or it blocks it or something it must be constantly scanning for it, but I suppose maybe if it's like encrypted or if it's if it's a, a kind of a computer system that's doing that, and it's not keeping a log of of everything else you're looking at or something like that. I suppose it's great. But plus, there's lots of um, antivirus systems and uh, things say you can install on your phone, on your computer, and things like that, where it. Uh, you know, Windows Defender or something like that, where it, it sees uh, something strange is trying to get into your system and lets you know that, that it's been quarantined and things like that. So there's, there is lots of uh, similar kind of uh, things on the market as well. So uh, look, as long as it helps f- to prevent people's money being stolen, things like that, and it's not... Um, it's not keeping logs or it's not uh, looking at what what you're, you're doing in your own private time and things like that as well. It's a, it's, it's a grand. Um, people buy pricier bottles of wine if they're hosting guests than they do for themselves. A survey of 2,000 wine drinkers found 44% splash out more when having people over in an effort to show off to their visitors. Uh, people typically spend around €9 Euro on a bottle of wine for themselves, but twelve fifty when hosting. A poll by Lidl also shows 46% of people don't know how to identify a good from a bad one. <laughs> do, do you know what I do? If I have some people going over, coming over and they want to drink wine, like I don't really buy wine, I don't drink wine myself. I don't drink much alcohol, really, like uh, a couple of times a year or something like that. I've, I've had beer in my fridge that went out of date. I had to throw it away <laughs> because I hadn't drank it. I was oh, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot that was there. Um, but no, say if I had somebody coming over and we were buying a bottle of wine or something like that, I just go by how it looks. If it has a nice, really fancy looking label and or I like the design of the bottle, the shape of the bottle. Uh, it's just like, okay, they like red wine. Okay. This one looks really fancy. I love the, it has an unusual shape and the label looks really cool. And it's like got a proper cork cork rather than a screw on lid or something like that. I'd probably pick that first because it looks fancier even though, even uh, without even, well, I'm not going to pay 50 quid for it, but uh, as long as it's, if there's like 10 of them under 20 euro, I'll probably pick out the one that looks the fanciest over any other one. But um, so people usually, uh, if they're having it themselves, they just get whatever is the cheapest one or get the, the slightly cheaper one and get the more expensive one in if someone is visiting. 
uh, one of TV's most well-known babies, is now expecting her own baby. Jessica Smith played Sun Baby in the Teletubbies between 1997 and 2015. I remember that, yeah. Uh, now in her 20s, she's expecting her first child with her partner, Ricky. So the baby in the TV show is having her own baby. Uh, Irish fans heading to France are being warned about possible travel disruptions in the country. On Friday, the French public transport sector is going on strike. Rail, metro and air traffic control are set to be affected in parts of the country. But Owen Corry, editor of Air and Travel magazine, says there is some good news. Let's see what he has to say. The fact that uh, Charles de Gaulle won't be badly affected is a big deal. Now, there is a bit of a problem. The, there are three unions and the smallest of the three unions is the one that's calling this strike. Uh, they're looking for 15% of the flights to Beauvais to be cancelled. That is Ryanair's airport, as listeners will know. But it looks like Ryanair are protecting the rugby flights. They're not going to be affected as we speak. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so, Beauvais is going to be uh, affected. I was actually uh, over at uh, Disney not that long ago in Paris, and it was it was fantastic. Uh, but... Um, Bouvet Airport, it's a, it's a nice drive if you're ever going to Disney. Um, it's a, it's an hour and a half or so uh, to get there. Uh, but at least you get to see a bit of France. Actually, well, some of it is kind of boring. It's kind of uh, not the best. It's not like driving through the south of France or something where you're seeing all the vineyards and all that kind of stuff. It's more just a kind of a, a motorway kind of drive where you don't see a whole pile, just maybe empty fields and things like that. But... Uh, it's a nice bit of a drive, but um, definitely a tip if you're if you don't if you're not uh, want the shortest amount commute possible to to get to say if you are ever going to Disney Paris, is um, probably the quickest way of all is to fly into Charles de Gaulle. We went because it was there was more uh, on the budget side of things with Ryanair, but um, on the time side of things. Uh, plus, you it might end up cheaper in the long run, uh, in some ways, because um, you can get there's a train station in Charles de Gaulle, and you can get uh, you can get the TGV, which is say that was an hour and a half drive from Beauvais uh, to Disney Paris, and then if you fly to Charles de Gaulle, it's an hour, so it's half an hour closer uh, to Disney Paris. But if you for on the bus or something like that. But if you get the train, the TGV is like fifteen minutes because it's a high speed train. So I think the fastest, the most efficient way would be uh, if you ever did want to go to Disney Paris, is to fi- fly into Charles de Gaulle and then go th- underneath the airport is the train station. Uh, get the the RER is the slower train, so get the TGV train, uh, which is like fifteen minutes uh, to Chezy, I think is the name of the uh, of the uh, train station at Disney Paris, and it's the train station is right at the entrance of Disney Paris. Plus, if you're staying in the hotels in the resort, like the Disney's own hotels, and there's a few other ones as well that are nearby, uh, that are in in the resort, uh, the buses are there right beside you as well. So it's literally you come out one uh, out of the uh, train station and you look right and it's the park, you look left and it's all the buses. So you can hop on your shuttle buses and it goes to all the all the Disney hotels and the other hotels nearby as well. So there's different uh, uh, platforms along the bus. It's very, very simple. But yeah, definitely, we said if we, if we ever went again, uh, we would we would try to fly into Charles de Gaulle and get the train. Uh, the the trains the train system is very handy as well because we went one day into Paris to see the Louvre and see some of the the Eiffel Tower and other uh, things like that. And uh, uh, the train system is very handy. Uh, it's very simple. Once you know. Um, 
that's a good tip actually is to, to look for uh, say if you're stopping somewhere halfway along the line so there's you know one into the other you look for the end of the line you do, you know um, say when you're looking at the maps on the, the roof and all that to see which uh, train you should be getting on and all that don't look for where your stop is you look for the end of the line so because uh, that's what they put up on the signs and everything so it was handy luckily the Disney was the end of the line coming back and things like that so it made it much easier but going there we were stopping we got off at Arc de Triomphe which is good it's good uh, if you are in Disney and you want to go into the city we wanted to go to the Eiffel Tower so we said oh can we just get a train straight to the Eiffel Tower but there isn't one uh, you'd have to get a train we were like oh is it worth it now we have to get a train the bus no go there's a one going straight to the Arc de Triomphe and the best thing of all is it's the Charles de Gaulle Etoile train station um, and when you get out there you go up the stairs from the train station and you're right all pretty much under the Arc de Triomphe and then the Champs-Élysées there plus there's the, the like the big bus tour thing where you can get the bus to go all, all around and see all the different uh, landmarks there's like nine or ten different ones they stop at uh, so it's very very handy if you we had one day and we got to see uh, we got out at each one uh, the only thing is they call, they finish up at like 6.30 or something like that so you have to be there pretty early in the morning but it's worth it it's the only way really you can see all the, the major landmarks in one day and we even had like two hours of that was actually walking around the Louvre as well so we had to go to see the Mona Lisa and everything like that so it yeah, it can be it can be done so it's a it's definitely a nice uh, weekend away but uh, the the people going to France at the moment most of them will be looking at the rugby hoping for a good result against New Zealand uh, someone in the US is waking up to 1.7 billion dollars uh, waking up 1.7 billion dollars richer today a person or a syndicate who bought a Powerball ticket in California won the jackpot yesterday and there was only one winning ticket the 1.7 billion jackpot is the second largest in the game's history the biggest jackpot was two billion dollars the odds of winning the Powerball top prize are one in 292 million that's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, so somebody won $1.7 billion. If I'd known about it, I would have done it. I think you can do it from other countries and things like that. I think somebody won in America, like an Irish person won an American jackpot or something one time for a couple of million or something like that. So the only thing is um, the you have to pay tax. Do you have to pay tax in, in America on them? I think you do. So like that will become probably... Uh, half a billion or something like that after, probably after tax still though I take it they can, they can have the tax uh, but that's crazy 1.7 billion dollars uh, Ubotica opens US headquarters at uh, Ohio Aerospace Institute Ubotica Technologies has opened a corporate entity and headquarters at the Ohio Aerospace Institute expanding its customer base across the Americas and deepening its public and private partnership with NASA and the defense industry. Um, so it's, it's, I think this is an Irish company or something, is it? The new U.S. corporate structure enables Ubotica Technologies to engage in U.S. government procedure and collaborate with extensively with uh, space uh, AI technologies, therefore accelerating AI uh, automatic satellites in space, being co-located with OI. 
Uh, OAI, a leading hub for US aerospace research and innovation, enhances Ubotica's mission. I think they are an Irish company. Um, our co-location within the OAI uh, pres- um, provides a great opportunity to integrate into an ecosystem at the forefront of space and aerospace innovation, said Sean Mitchell, chairman and chief commercial officer at Ubotica. Uh, their senior US director of business development, Aaron Rood, said the strategic move to establish our US headquarters and corporate entity at OAI positions us ideally to advance AI autonomy in satellites and expand our US operations. Uh, so that's very good. Fair play to them. They were founded in 2017 and uh, uh, products and services are used by global space industry partners to deliver real-time insights directly to users. So uh, another successful Irish company. Atari 2600 Plus sees its future in retro gaming. So I still have the original one at home. So there's a, are there kind of, um, I'm looking at it, oh no, or is that a new one that's out? Maybe it's a new one that's out, but the I don't have the one with the wood and stuff in it. I have the, maybe it's it was a, a kind of a re-release of it in all plastic. I have that one. Uh, so this one has a, like, a, well, it's probably just a coated plastic wood looking thing, but, or maybe this is the new one. Uh, so the, they have pre-orders available for the Atari 2600 Plus, a recreation of the console that first appeared in 1980. I probably have like the 1983 version or something like that. It was like uh, they did it up a bit or something, <laughs> but uh, it's still the same console. Uh, the Atari home video game system uh, took the late 1970s and early 1980s by storm, complete with four wood panelling and classic joystick with a big red button. Rival systems eventually surpassed the video game pioneer, but its iconic status and fans remained. Atari has been working to rebuild a lot of goodwill amongst those fans with the broader video game industry ever uh, ever since its new CEO, Wade Rosen, came on board in 2021. With Rosen at the helm, the company is taking a closer look at its own history to chart its future, releasing remastered and reimagined versions of classics like Missile Command and Centipede. Yeah, I had Centipede on the original. I probably still have it at home somewhere, but I don't know if it's working now or not. Uh, Producing the critically acclaimed Atari 50 interactive documentary and introducing its soon-to-be-released retro console, the Atari 2600+. Plus. I think the 2600 has legs because there'll be new content, new games coming out, and also additional ways to play these games and to make them accessible for larger communities, Rosen told CNN. Do I think these things are going to replace modern consoles? Absolutely not. Like, there's no way that that could happen, nor would they need to. They're radically different things. The retro console console arrives uh, in November at $130 and is a more compact version. While it comes comes packaged with 10 games in a single cartridge, the console will also play new titles and work with original Atari 2600 and 7800 games cartridges. Uh, so that's cool. If I had one of those, I could uh, try my original games that I have and see what they work on it. According to Rosen, Retro Games complement um, the Times and reimagined Atari titles like Haunted House arriving in October are new original games like Days of Doom available now. Uh, so reflect a speedy uh, pick up and play style characteristic of the early days of the hobby yeah that was very good with them or you just turn them on and play straight away uh, they were better than the the Commodore 64 with the tape and all where it, t- it took ages so uh, that's uh, a retro games console Jewish parents are told to delete social media apps 
Some Jewish parents have been told by schools uh, to delete social media from their children's phones in the wake of the Israel-Gaza war. One of the main concerns is over uh, hostage videos being shared, which they say could cause distress. So I was actually hearing stories about that. So what was happening was uh, the people that were kidnapped, some of them were uh, that were being kidnapped from um, from Israel and that were taken by the Hamas terrorist group into uh, Gaza were being uh, kind of filmed on the people's own phones and posted on their own social media. So that's happened a couple of times. It happened to an older woman where they tortured her or something like, or killed her or something like that on and videoed with her own phone and posted onto her own social media so her own family would see it and everything. So that's why they're asking the kids to, to or parents to delete maybe social media for a while from their kids' phones and things like that. Uh, the warnings are circulating not just in Israel itself but also in the US and UK with some singling out uh, TikTok and Instagram in particular. So maybe Jewish people might be following, uh, say, their family or cousins or things like that in Israel, and they don't want uh, the kids to have to see their family members being tortured or killed or something like that. Uh, Footage of civilians being killed has been shared online. There's been a lot of it shared by the Hamas group themselves, mostly, uh, of people being the the worst, absolute worst things, uh, you know, torturing and killing and beheading and all uh, the worst of the worst. Uh, A number of schools in Tel Aviv have been communicating the message to parents since the weekend. Uh, Elsewhere, a school in New Jersey in the US sent an email to parents suggesting that they tell their kids to delete their social media platforms. Local psychologists have reached out and informed us that the Israeli government is urging parents to tell uh, their children to delete Instagram and TikTok immediately. Uh, read the email sent to the school. Another school in New York says it was encouraged, encouraging parents to monitor their social media usage and to discuss how to avoid these uh, opening these videos and what they should do uh, if they encounter such media. Social media has been flooded with graphic and disturbing images and videos since the attacks began. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been very bad. Um, so yeah, that's probably a good idea for the not to have the kids to see those kind of things. Uh, everything you should know about NameDrop, Apple's new way to share your contact info. Uh, sharing contact info just got a whole lot easier for iPhone users. Uh, iOS 17 is available to download and brand new iPhone 15 is in stores, which means that Apple fans can finally play around with the exciting new features that the company has been teasing for months. These new upgrades have brought some exciting new additions, including standby mode and journal app. Uh, amongst the... the uh, new to iPhone features is name drop a contact sharing feature that allows you to share your number with just a tap on your phone the release of iOS 17 and name drop follows an announcement of the iPhone 15 series and the Apple Watch Series 9 and the Apple Watch Se- uh, Ultra Series 2 uh, at Apple's Wonderlust event last week you can now order the iPhone 15 yeah so fans likely know that name drop will be hitting Apple Watches later this year also you can you can tap watch to watch and give your your phone number to somebody but right now iphone users are the only people who can access the feature name drop is simple to use read on for everything you need to know do you know what? <laughs> i was just thinking this is going to so you know some guys come up to girls in a pub or something and chat to them and uh, can i get your number but the girl doesn't isn't really that interested so she gives like a fake phone number 
well, if they have iPhones now, uh, he'll say, can I get your name drop? So she won't be able to, <laughs> to give a fake number or vice versa. Maybe that can happen too. But uh, So <laughs> it'll be a lot more difficult to give a fake number inside in the pub or something like that with this name drop thing because it's like, you know, can we, can you tap, can we tap phones so you give me your phone number? Maybe she'll just have to be honest and say, sorry, I'm not interested. A name drop is the newest way iPhone users can share contact information with each other. Uh, you no longer have to fork over your phone to strangers if you want to swap contact info. All you need to do is simply tap your phones together to swap information. Uh, when can I use NameDrop? If you're an iPhone user, you're in luck. NameDrop is available to you right now. As soon as you update to iOS 17, that is as long as you have supported iPhone. A supported iPhone. Oh yeah, so like the iPhone three or something probably won't do it. I think it's um, six years of, of uh, support they give. So that's pretty good. And which Google is matching now. They said, is it seven years? Um, in the newsroom post, Apple said, called NameDrop uh, new AirDrop experience. People with iPhones can hold their phone near another to share their contact information with only their intended recipient. Apple clarified that you'll be able to select what information you share with people so you won't have to worry about accidentally sending super personal information to strangers. Essentially, all you have to do is place your iPhone close to the intended recipient of your name drop and you're done. Once you've placed the phones together, a contact poster will pop up and this is the image that pops up when you call someone. After that, you'll have the option to, to just receive the contact or send your own back. Uh, I'll said it's handy as well. You can send your own back as well. So how do I turn name drop off? Not everyone is going to be a fan of this new feature. And if you fall into that category, Apple has got you covered. All you have to do is open the settings app and then tap on general after that and navigate to the airdrop tab. Once you open the tab, simply toggle bring devices together option off. And just like that, no more name drop. Uh, for more iOS 17 details, check out everything you should. Uh, so that's on CNET if you want to see any more. Um, best cheap arrivals to Apple's AirPods Max for 2023, Sony, Bose, uh, AirPods Pro and more. So Apple have a new fancy new uh, over-ear noise cancelling headphones, but people are, of course are complaining about the price. So these are the best, uh, some only slightly cheaper <laughs> versions. They're not exactly bargains, but uh, see, these are some of the alternatives. Um, Sony's best noise cancelling headphones is the WH-1000 XM5. So I have the XM4s and I've, they've, they've been fantastic. So the XM5s are the, the next one after that. Uh, when you have a product that a lot of people love, uh, change can be risky. Such is the case for Sony's XM5 headphones. The fifth generation of the 1000 series headphones, which were first released in 2016 as the MDR 1000X uh, wireless, have been becoming increasingly popular as they improved with each generation. Yeah, uh, my first ones were the XM4s and I found them fantastic. I still use them all the time. The battery lasts forever on them, 40 plus hours. Uh, over the years, Sony has made some tweaks to the design, but nothing as dramatic as what it's done with the XM5. Other than the higher 400 price tag, most of these char changes are good, with Sony making some dramatic improvements with voice calling performance, as well as even better noise cancelling and more refined sound. Actually, on the voice calling, when I got them first, um, no, it was, it was the, the quality was good, say, for the person to hear me that, that rang me or something talking through them. 
Um, I could always hear it very clear, but there were something, you know, you're a bit low or something like that. They didn't, they couldn't hear me very clearly. But then it, a software update was actually done and it, it became much better. I think they were able to utilize the microphones or something a bit better. And if I do it now, it's as clear as a bell. So they, uh, they, even the XM4s have been improved with software updates. So uh, that, that was another good uh, thing. Uh, flagship Sennheiser, nice cancelling. Uh, so how much are those Sonys now? Oh, I said it, didn't I? Um, 400 quid, so... But they're still probably a hundred uh, cheaper than or more cheaper than the than the Apple uh, flagship Sennheiser noise cancelling headphones, Sennheiser and those uh, those Sony's as well. I uh, saw so it was the first time when actually I talked about going to Paris a bit earlier and that. So it was my first time uh, wearing those on an actual airplane. I actually played sounds of an airplane when I got them first to see the noise cancelling, which will drown out like it listens to sound and plays the opposite sound to kind of make you hear nothing to, to make the sound disappear. So I was on the plane. I said, oh, yeah, I have to try the, the noise cancelling on a real airplane to see if it really works. And you just put them on and it's you, you think you're on a bus, you know, or you're, <laughs> it just completely disappears. So the their noise cancelling is absolutely amazing. I, I said to my wife, try these on and see, see what happens. And she was like, oh, my God, the, the airplane disappeared. Like all the all the sounds of the airplane, the this constant sound that's happening as you're on the airplane just completely disappears it's amazing uh so yeah the active noise cancelling like and i've had other one like the last time i flew before that i had other kind of cheaper ones um what were they i forget what they were they were earbuds but they had active active noise cancellation as well but nothing like you still you can still hear a lot of the airplane noises it drowns a little bit of it out but the, the sony's now i have to say are very very good um flagship Sennheiser noise cancelling headphones at the Momentum 4 wireless uh, their previous generation headphones have always had a pretty distinct look that was part uh, retro part modern and stood out for the exposed metal on the headband for better or worse that's all gone now and the new Momentum 4 wireless uh, flagship noise cancelling headphones look a bit like subdued uh, and also are a bit more like the competitors so yeah, they're just all kind of matte black, uh, but they still look nice. I think they still look nice. Uh, seven hours battery life. How, what's the 32 hours on the Sony's actually? Yeah, I just I, I, I I've never charged them. I so I went, I wore them on the plane going over there. I wore them on the train. Um, I was wearing them on the bus on the tour around Paris, which was most of the day. And then I wore them go back, uh, going back, and I never charged them, and they just they just kept working. I, I haven't charged them since I came back either, and I've used them a couple of times, cutting the grass or out for a walk or something like that. So they have a, they have very very good battery life. Um, so I think yeah, probably the thirty two hours is accurate. You get the full thirty two hours out of them, but those. Um, Sennheisers are seven hours noise cancelling multi point. So uh, upgraded Beats over ear headphones. Um, so Beats is owned by Apple as well, so um, they might be quite similar uh, to the AirPods Max. It might be a cheaper version or something like that. The Beats over-ear headphones, Studio Pros, uh, they're $188. They might be actually a very good alternative because a lot of the technology could be quite similar to the Apple uh, ear, the Buds Pro. Um, 
So the Beats Studio headphones are amongst the most popular headphones of all time, uh, launching as a weird headphone back in 2008. This is their fourth generation and they carry the same list price as their predecessor and look very similar on the outside, but have big changes on the inside that make them significantly better headphones. I'm tempted to describe them as the more affordable plastic versions of the AirPods Max, so that's what I was thinking. However, that's not quite accurate due to a choice in chipsets and one noticeable missing feature. But read our full review to find out what makes this a very good headphone and a good AirPods Max alternative. So the, the this isn't the full, it's just giving you an idea of all the alternatives, but you can go to CNET if you want to see the full. Uh, this is up to 40 hours battery. Uh, uh, active noise cancelling, yes. Multi point, no. Over ear wireless headphones, so a no IP rating. Uh, Boars and Wilkins is another one available in three colours. Uh, significant improvements over the first generation. Not only are these headphones more comfortable, they tip the scales at 307 grams, but they're better sound, have better noise cancelling and voice cancelling. So, um, uh, what's the. I don't think necessarily they're better option than the lighter and more comfortable uh, Sony XM5s, but the PX7S2 certainly looks and feels luxurious. And up to 30 hours of battery, they're $374, uh, so they're almost the same price as the Sonys. Um, uh, good sound with better voice calling performance, thanks to an upgraded microphone setup. So they look, they do look cool as well. They actually look kind of similar to the Sony's. Uh, top mid-range noise cancelling headphones, the Sony CH720, a hundred dollars at in uh, US. Uh, Sony's improved entry-level noise cancelling headphones, the CH720 NS, have been a bit plasticky, budget vibe, but they're lightweight, very comfortable, and part of me was expecting them to sound. Uh, pretty mediocre but i was pleasantly surprised they don't sound as good as the xm5 but they sound more premium than they look and feel and their overall performance is a nice step up from their predecessor the ch710s uh, latest bose noise cancelling headphones the quiet comfort 45 230 dollars at amazon rated 25 hours of battery life uh, multi-point yes over ear wireless headphones I love the thing I love about the Sony's actually as well is that you can be connected to two devices at the same time and whichever one you play will just play. So I'd be connected to my phone and PC at the same time. So if I play something on YouTube, it'll on the computer, it'll play on that. I play something on YouTube on my phone, it'll play on that and it'll jump between the two. Uh, so very, very handy. Uh, the QuietComfort 45 has virtually the same design as its predecessor, uh, which is which many people are considering was one of the most comfortable over-ear headphones, but uh, not the most comfortable uh, has the same. But if not the most comfortable, sorry, it has the same drivers according to Bose, and the buttons are in the same place. However, there are small but noticeable changes. First off, thankfully these have USB-C instead of micro USB. Yeah. The, everyone is catching up to them now uh, finally or ha pretty much all have them now uh, 230 from Amazon dollars uh, rated 25 hours battery and they have um, no IP rating as well so yeah there's there's lots of different uh, the A Apple AirPods Pro 2 they're another option so if you don't want the, the big over here over here ones you could get the, the AirPods themselves uh, they're powered by Apple's H2 chip which delivers more processing power while being more energy efficient according to Apple the H2 chip combined with new low distortion drivers allow for improved sound 
that offers better clarity and depth. Now you can get them also with uh, USB-C as well. So that's some of the options to the, there um, when it comes to uh, alternatives to the AirPods Pro that just came out. Uh, the Google trial shows that Apple's search deal is the most important contract in tech. Search is the biggest uh, business in uh, the biggest business in the business and for anyone wanting to make uh, it big in search the fastest way to win is in safari uh, would i be correct that at least today apple has a lot of leverage in its negotiations with google adam servert a, d a department of justice attorney asked that question of google's head of product partnership uh, joan brady yesterday after a long tour of brady's dealings with apple over her two-decade-plus career at Google, where the two were in a Washington, D.C. courtroom, where for uh, the last several weeks, the landmark U.S. versus Google antitrust trial has litigated every corner of the search history. Brady's response was simple enough, yes. Uh, Severt followed up, can you think of another search partner who might have leveraged um, more leverage than Apple? Not offhand, no, Brady said. This exchange reiterated what has become one of the critical themes of the trial so far, the overwhelming impart importance of Apple to search. Uh, much of the trial is about the deals Google signs with a lot of companies, from browser makers to wireless carriers to be the default search engine on their platforms. But there is no deal more important, more lucrative or more industry defining than Apple and, uh, Google and Apple's agreement over Safari. Uh, Apple has set Google as the default search engine in Safari across its products for more than 20 years, since the browser's first ever launch in 2003. Over the years, the deal has morphed into a revenue-sharing system that sees Google reportedly pay Apple more than $10 billion a year to remain the default. That's crazy, <laughs> just to be the default. That money, and like, if they got rid of it in the morning, uh, Apple would probably tie up with somebody else, but most people would just install Chrome if they were allowed on their on their uh, phones anyway, and use that because it's probably uh, it gets the you know they're they're used to using it and it gets the best results for them or whatever. Uh, that money or the fact that Google is the best search engine or some combination of the two, depending on who you ask, has kept Apple from building its own search product. Switching to a Google competitor or you allowing users to choose a browser when they set up their phone. Practically anyone who has asked about the Apple deal says they'd give anything to be part of it. They, bas they basically king-made. Um, Microsoft CEO... Satya Nadella said in testimony earlier this month, Gabriel Weinberg, the CEO of DuckDuckGo, told the court that switching even Apple's uh, private browsing default to his engine would have uh, increased DuckDuckGo's market share multiple times over. So everyone in the US, because they're, they're majority uh, iPhone users, pretty heavy majority iPhone users, uh, they all wanted that. And our last story today, uh, Nissan's Hyper Adventure concept looks like an EV the Galactic Empire would use. So they have a very fancy looking Jeep. It's very futuristic looking. The Hyper Adventure, the eco-minded adventurer loves to drive in a car that looks like a TIE fighter inside. Also, even the inside is very, oh yes. Okay, it's a big long dash. It does look like a TIE fighter or something. Very, very fancy. Uh, so it's a new uh, concept they have out and it has storage for jet skis and uh, vehicles, large battery. And uh, so, yeah, 
that's a, a new concept so it might uh, inspire their future vehicles uh, so that's been Tech Thursday hope you've enjoyed it uh, as always you can call 069 or you can text or whatsapp 087-166-9800 and any questions you have for the next show I can answer you can also email me patrick102fm at gmail.com that's been Tech Thursday that's all your tech news and questions answered I'll talk to you on the next show bye bye you're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM.